Hey, it's Carrie and Ashley. We welcome you to the Self Care Cafe. We are both health professionals and moms and nature lovers and food lovers and love helping women get over dieting and just start living. We think that talking about bodies and perfect bodies and dieting is just oh, boring. Have <laughs> we put you to sleep there, Carrie? Yes. So if you are ready to ditch dieting and get to living and talk about more important things, then you are in the right place. We don't put shame and guilt on the menu here. You don't even have to tip us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come hang with us. The advice is free. We want to have a bunch of girlfriends to just hang out with and get real with. And it's time to start living, ladies. Hey, Carrie. Hey, Ashley. How, How are, are you? you? <laughs> Beat you to it. <laughs> right. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. Oh, gosh. What have we got on the menu today? Well, I think that we want to talk about something that we just kind of put together for all of our listeners and whoever else it might be helpful to as well. Um, Carrie and I created something called the Hunger Blueprint. So, Carrie, yeah, we, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> tripping over each other I today. Know it. <laughs> um, no, we're excited about this because we know that, like, the term intuitive eating can be a little bit not woo woo, but it's it's not concrete, right? Like when you talk about intuition. Um, so we wanted to put something together for you that it was a little bit more concrete um, that will help you see that intuitive eating um, isn't woo woo. It's not just kind of out there and you're just kind of grasping at air to try to figure it out. So this blueprint uh, will help you do that. Yeah. And I think another piece of it too is like Carrie said, intuitive eating is kind of intangible almost. And it's so far from what most of us are used to as far as the thinking and the doing around health and nutrition. And so even if people are sick of dieting and want to break free from that and start intuitive eating, it's really hard to know, like, where do I even begin? What do I even do? Because with the dieting and following meal plans and things like that, it's very like black and white. Like you're following something or you're not, right? You're either, I hate these words, but you're like, quote unquote, on the wagon or on track or whatever, or you're not. And intuitive eating doesn't really work like that. And so giving you some strategies and a little bit of structure around intuitive eating can be really helpful when um, you're first starting out. So we wanted to kind of help you with that. We wanted Absolutely. to, yeah, we wanted to break things down into something really simple. And that's what we kept asking ourselves when we were putting it together. Is this the simplest way <laughs> to think about this? And it took us a while because we're so used to not thinking of things like that. Right. As you know, we have a tendency to go <laughs> off on tangents. Yeah. We're also <laughs> because... both overthinkers a little bit sometimes. So Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what kind of struggles will this help with? Yeah. So I think, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the the black and white and the focusing on a meal plan, because and we talk about this in one of our previous 
episodes or a couple different ones when we talk about meal planning. I think they're episodes five and six. Um, when we are focused on meal plans or I don't know what else programs, something that tells you what to eat and when to eat, that's really sending us back because it's not relying on our body's cues anymore. Like Carrie said in one of the other episodes, it's relying on external cues. And so we aren't following our bodies. I like to call it our inner nutrition wisdom. <laughs> and we get further and further away from what our body's trying to tell us. And so we can start kind of noticing what our body cues are telling us again with um, the hunger blueprint that we created. Yeah. And I think that those, those cues are so important. I mean, we're born with them when we were babies or we knew when we were hungry. Um, and I was just, this is how it's kind of silly, but um, I have a cat. <laughs> Her name is Callie. And this week, for whatever reason, she has been eating like crazy. And I start to think like, yeah, some days she'll eat one or two cans of food. And then other, like the other day she had four but her body was telling her she needed it. She was outside more, running around more. Um, so in looking at my cat, I'm like, that's that's a good analogy yeah. <laughs> to what, right? Like to, she, she just knew she was hungry. She doesn't right. attach feelings to it like we do. And obviously that's a difference between us and animals. But um, she, she just knew she was hungry. It, it was just a very basic need. And she made sure I knew that she wanted more food. Um, but how often we feel guilt for that, where on some days we we are hungrier and other days we're not. But that's what this blueprint helps you differentiate uh, between your physical hunger. And we have a, a, another blueprint for emotional hunger that we'll get to in a minute. But it just, it's about... Um, differentiating between what are my true physical hunger cues and what are maybe more emotional hunger cues, which is what I love about it too, because it's such a big part um, of our lives. Definitely. And I think, and we'll probably do a whole ep uh, like extra episode on it by itself because it's such a big topic, but there's definitely different types of hunger. And I think that this blueprint helps you decide what that's feeling like. So when we say it helps you differentiate between like physical hunger and emotional hunger, physical hunger doesn't necessarily have to mean like a rumbling belly because not everybody experiences that. And I think that it's really important to realize because we can talk a lot about like, how does hunger feel for you? And sometimes we might not even know anymore um, if we've been suppressing hunger or ignoring it or, you know, trying to trick it or whatever the case may be, sometimes we might be experiencing hunger cues and we don't realize that's what it is. If it's not like the grumbling belly or if maybe your hunger cues have changed in the past. So this is a great way to kind of get back in touch with what does hunger even feel like in your body. Right, right. And, you know, the term hangry has yeah. become so popular. It's even on signs and things like that. So that is such a popular, I think, hunger uh, signal that people might not relate necessarily to hunger. Um, but I, for me, that's a big sign. I 
don't normally even anymore get that rumbling feeling in my tummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is that that hangry feeling. I get um, irritable, <laughs> and I get uh, sometimes lightheaded. Um, can't focus as well. So if it gets to really bad, it gets shaky because basically that hangry feeling is a sign that your your blood sugar is going too low, mm-hmm. right, Ashley? Right. Yeah. definitely so looking at hunger from a different perspective um can be really helpful and like we were saying there's other types of hunger too so maybe it's maybe it's a headache or maybe it's some other things for you and maybe it's different at different times of day so getting kind of to learn your body again is a big part of of the hunger blueprint and also figuring out how to manage hunger while also managing like the rest of your day or whatever real you have going life. On. real life. And, <laughs> and I don't really love using the word manage, but it's kind of what it is because, you know, the hunger blueprint can help you figure out, okay, well, if I'm not necessarily hungry now, but like, what's another time that I'm going to be able to eat and figuring out Maybe I will just eat even if my body's not telling me I'm ready because I won't have food available to me in a couple hours or whatever it is. So being able to also think practically about it because if we're going onto an airplane or we're going into a meeting or we're going somewhere where there's not access to food, how are you going to feel after that? And for me, I know that I wouldn't be able to make it that long. Right. And, you know, or, or what kind of snack can I bring with me that maybe people won't even know that I'm getting, you know, can you throw a smoothie together and have it? Cause you can sip on that during a meeting, for example. Um, So it's, it's also figuring out real life strategies like that um, instead of going without. And if you know that you get that hangry and you're irritable and you're can't focus um, and that kind of thing. And then that, that affects life right it affects if you have to work with clients or um other co-workers or whatever um that affects other people in your life also when right. you get to that point so that's another reason why like like we just already said like intuitive eating the idea of it is sort of abstract we wanted to create some real strategies for you and show you that it it while it sounds abstract there really are some strategies some concrete things. Um, and that's what we really wanted to do with this hunger blueprint. Yeah. And I'll share one of my strategies, <laughs> which isn't part of the hunger blueprint, yeah. but it might work <laughs> for other people. If I am going to be out of the house for more than like an hour or two, I pack a bag of snacks, no matter what. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I know I'm going to need something I don't like stopping places that I don't have to stop at. (laughs) I don't want to spend more money than I have to. And I think, you know, if like I was out doing errands and I was really hungry, I would get something or I would just be like, okay, well, I'm done with, I'm going to be done with my day and go home and eat. Um, But I definitely need to eat. And otherwise I can't concentrate. I get grumpy. Um, And so figuring out what works best for you and, Absolutely. Like moms, if you're already packing snacks for your kids, throw in some extra for you. Or even if you don't have your kids, just if if you're already in that habit or make it a habit of just packing. Like I, so I, 
and some really easy, convenient things, right? I love the applesauce squeezy packets. Yep. <laughs> Those are just like a really quick little boost. Um, of course, granola bars, um, nuts, string cheese, uh, packable fruit, yeah. um, anything like that. It's just um, really easy, quick little things that you can um, eat on the road um, and to just prevent that crash that you end up getting. Exactly. Yeah. So what about the emotional hunger, hunger blueprint, Ash? Yeah. So we threw that in as a little like bonus almost because it's so closely related to like the physical hunger like we've been talking about. But a lot of times we feel the pull or the urge to eat and it's not from a physical standpoint. It often comes from an emotional standpoint or a mental standpoint. And so we put some tools in to help you decide, like, if you're feeling hungry, where is that coming from? And it lets you kind of reflect on what you actually need in the moment um, instead of trying to brush that off and ignore it. Or, you know, if you're using food as a coping tool for your feelings at all, which maybe we don't even know that we're doing sometimes, um, it lets you figure that out, helps you notice it. Um, and then it lets you decide, well, do I like what I'm doing when I'm doing this? Yeah. Is it adding, because sometimes uh, a, a good um, marker to notice that if you are using food as a coping tool, it probably helps you feel better in the moment while you're eating. And then afterwards, just all this guilt and shame, right? Because why did I eat all that? I didn't, you know. Um, and a lot of emotional eaters tend to know that they're eating emotionally, but a lot of them don't. Um, so this, the hunger, emotional hunger blueprint kind of helps you notice that it's, it's, it, it's, there's more reasons too, because a lot of times we brush our feelings aside. Because mm -hmm. right? we're not we feel, allowed. Yeah, we are not really allowed to show our feelings sometimes, right. or or I we we shouldn't feel this way. Right. Um, and so we should all over ourselves. Yeah. And um, so we tend to feel more shame and guilt because, well, I'm not supposed to feel this way. Um, so I'm going to ignore it. And I will soothe that feeling with food. And then there's more guilt and shame afterwards because it's like, why did I eat that? Yeah. Um, and it's just this horrible cycle that we can get ourselves into. Yeah. And sometimes we might not even know what it is that we're feeling, right? Like, especially if it's become part of your habit or your routine. Um, maybe we even skip the part of like, oh, I'm feeling this way. And so I feel like I want to eat food or whatever. Um, right. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I want to eat such and such. And so we just do it. And there's no thought process behind it, um, even though it might actually be coming from a place of um, emotional or kind of the mental aspect of it. Right. And and it can be either a, a current uh, acute emotion, like something happened that day, but there can also be like this underlying chronic mm -hmm. emotion and stress, right? This under, underlying chronic pain that we're trying to, to fill that void, maybe, um, which um, goes beyond what we <laughs> see. Here we go on that tangent. Right. Um, but 
So, but there are a lot of different uh, sources of that emotional hunger. Um, but this blueprint is just simply to help you start noticing your feelings, start to tap into that body wisdom. Um, is this coming from a, a place of physical hunger? If not, what can I do that doesn't involve food? Yeah. And, and we're not also saying like, never do that. Um, right. But like Carrie was saying, noticing it is really the first step to making changes if you would like to do that. Because if we don't know what's going on, we can't change it. Right. Right. And, and now and then if you cope with food, you know, it's not that big a deal, right? Like we talk about that. Ashley often said it's about your patterns. Right. And it's like that, like gut intuition ick factor that I like to refer to. If, if you're doing something every day or most days and you're like, I don't really like how this is feeling to me um, for whatever reason, that's an, you know, one of those body cues that's like, let's try something different because it's not actually helping me in the long run. It's just solving the short term um, issue that's going on. So let's try to, you know, do better with making it a longer term solution. Right, right. If you feel like you are an emotional eater or you, or you discover that, wow, I, this is me. Um, we like to ask, how, ask yourself, how is it serving you? Right. Because it, it, it has been serving some purpose. Right. It's been protecting you on some level. Um, it's been protecting you from having to really deal with those feelings and the underlying root causes of them. Um, so it, it has helped you survive, right? Because you're here listening to us right now. Um, but you need to ask yourself, how is this serving me? Is it serving me in the way that I really want it to serve me? Or is it not working for me anymore? Right. right? Is it, is it, can I see the potential damage that this is actually causing me the harm that this is causing me um is there a better way and yes it may mean um going through some garbage in your life uh, um to get to that point but how is it still serving you right it gives uh, you that opportunity to decide to choose for yourself right right and that's the whole point of this right instead of um using those external cues, what other people are telling you to do. Um, and that's what this is really all about is just getting to know your body. And like we've said it before, your body is your body. It's your responsibility to figure it out and uh, take care of it to the best of your ability. It's really not anyone else's responsibility to, to do that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, unless you're in a case uh, in a medical situation, right? Like, right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And, and you get to choose, like, I think that's the best part because it puts you back in the driver's seat. Like we say about intuitive eating all the time, instead of being like, we have to do such and such because that's just what we're quote unquote supposed to do. We don't have to do that because what we're quote unquote supposed to do doesn't work for everybody, right? There's no perfect way to eat. There's no perfect way to do activity. There's no perfect way to do mostly anything um, except what works for you and helps you be or get to where you want to be. Right, right. And that idea of being in the driver's seat, 
does scare some people, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, if you don't trust yourself to make good decisions, yeah, um, that can be scary. The idea of being in control of your own body on some level or in the driver's seat with it, with your choices with it, right? I mean, we can't dictate <laughs> what our body does, but we can make the choices on what we give it. Um, and that is scary to some people. And that control thing is kind of, it's an interesting idea because we've heard people say, well, I like dieting because it gives me control, right? Because it's very metered with what you do. Right. Um, but it, does it really give you control? Not in the long run. It's, like Right. It's a, it's a kind of a, um, it's like a backhanded cl- compliment, right? right? Like it's not, not really a compliment, but um, so is it really control or is it more, it's just an external form of trying to control mm-hmm. your body? Right. It's more of like a comfort, staying in your comfort zone kind of thing. Yes, sure. For sure. And that will certainly um, keep you safe, but the ones who are daring enough to take chances, right, and risk and and sort of explore um, different avenues are usually the ones that see the positive change. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so (laughs) that's our hunger blueprint in a nutshell (laughs) and so you can find it in the bottom of the show notes there's a link to go grab that and so you'll get like we talked about the hunger blueprint and then the emotional hunger blueprint um and we hope it's helpful um we think that it might be (laughs) yeah but we would we would love to hear some real life feedback on it um so if you try it and you get to a point in it and it's like "Hmm, um this doesn't make sense to me please let us know we can explain it Uh, or maybe we need to modify it that's what we want and and we also talked about how perhaps it would be overwhelming to some of you to look at this and like huh more stuff right just start at the beginning so just start noticing exactly that first step just start noticing hunger cues how are you feeling um how is your you know what are your hunger cues start with just trying to figure that out exactly and there's there's no wrong answers and i feel like that anytime you start something new or different we think of it as like this is just how we're gonna do it now and it doesn't have to be like that I always talk about nutrition and changing and doing different things as like experiments. And so we can just say, oh, I'm going to try this. And that doesn't put as much pressure on ourselves. Right. When we say we're just going to try this instead of like mentally committing to it. This is, this is (laughs) it. Right. And then when we maybe don't feel like we did it very well, then we failed. Right. So thinking of it as something that you're just trying out. Um, and it might be surprising what you find out. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. This is a great little chat. Yes. We hope you like it. And like Carrie said, give us some feedback. Um, and we'll chat with you next time. Yes, ma'am. Good talking with you. You too. Love you, Latte. Love you.
Latte.